On this episode of AV Week, we talk about security, both from mobile as well as a network standpoint. Also, is AV ready for IoT? All that and more, next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like the Avenue Alliance. This is AV Week, episode 246, recorded Friday, May 13th, 2016. Liberty and safety. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. Um, at least it was yesterday, so I'm going with it. Uh, I'm your host with us this week, um, my buddy, pal, left side of my brain, all-around good guy, co-founder of AV Nation and all anything else nice I can say about him. So, name is George Tucker. How are you, sir? You are just trying to butter me up. I know there's something else going on then. Yeah, how's your Rangers I'm doing? doing well. Yeah, no, well. Hey, and congrats. Yes, congrats, St. Louis. Congrats. You know what? Uh, once every twenty years or so, we'll get into the in the Stanley Cup uh, Western Conference Finals. So yeah. Uh, also with us is Melissa Dillman. She doesn't have a hockey team, but she's a fine human being and a wonderful AV professional. Uh, she's from Kramer. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing good. How are you today, Tim? I'm good. I'm good. Not for nothing, but she used to have the Thrashers. And if you follow hockey for any amount of time, you'll know she's from Atlanta. She's in Atlanta. So. Uh, last but not least, he is my, well, I don't know if Paul's a hockey fan or not, but he's, he's from the, the San Jose area and that is exactly where, who the Blues are playing. Uh, he is with SPS, a fine person as well, a long time AV tweet. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. And my hockey history goes back to the Hartford Whalers. Where oh, I grew wow. Up Holy cow. Uh, yeah, he does. I'm a, I'm actually one of those bitter Whaler fans that when they moved, I sort of threw my stick onto the ice and, and, uh, and, and didn't follow it so quickly. Yeah, uh, actually, the the why are we talking about hockey? The Whalers actually got one of my favorite Blues of all time, a young man by the name of Brendan Shanahan. So, uh, and that's that, that that'll be our hockey our hockey talk for the day. You know that, and I'll just say go Blues. So, uh, up first, um, <laughs> let's 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 kick this off with some heavy stuff here, kids. Uh, if you're watching the video, I'll bring up the the story here uh, from EE Times. Not exactly light reading. The U.S. is investigating security update practices. By the FTC and the FCC are looking into the mobile industry. So this goes back actually to um, a, uh, a conversation we started having towards the end of last year, earlier this year, about security in general. Uh, the the, the uh, GAO, GAO office um, back in a- April uh, released a report on vehicle cybersecurity. Uh, connected to possibly safety issues. Uh, if you're not familiar with that story, there was a, a, a Chrysler a Daimler Chrysler uh, vehicle that was hacked uh, remotely and taken control of. Actually, it was done in the suburb of St. Louis. I'm not sure what that says about us, but that's where physically these people did it. Uh, the the uh, interface that they did so uh, was a, a prominent AV company, uh, overarching AV company. Um so the, the, the feds are looking into this. We've been talking about this for, for six months now, 
probably should have been talking about it earlier, but whatever. Uh, we're, we're doing it so now. Now the federal government's getting involved. Uh, George, I'm going to kick this off with you. How soon uh, before they start looking at, at the, the security in and around um, AV networks, uh, or, or are they even? Well, I think you forget recent history <laughs> um, well, yeah. of the supposed backdoor that wasn't a backdoor that was a backdoor um, in, in a major manufacturer's uh, component system. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course they are. And they do for the military all the time. That's part of what that fracas was about is that they wanted to know everything. This is nothing new. It's just that half of these consumer devices that have implemented either some kind of wireless or connected topology it was easier to go unencrypted and unsecured because it made it easier to swap out, replace, develop. And it made it easier to update. But now we're facing that factor of, well, it was even four years ago, I think, it was 60 Minutes or 2020 did a, um, an expose on being able to control or at least alter the car's computer system from afar. Yep. So uh, it's, it is something we need to now look at. But I kind of, eh, I was left with that feeling of that article of, hey, FTC, physician heal thyself first and there is so much other stuff going on that they have not paid attention to and is quietly ignored for convenience sake now all of a sudden you know this almost sounds it's too close to the whole iphone you know we need to crack this scenario (laughs) to be not conspiracy theory here but to be uh to be not related in some sense hey give us all of your weak spots so we understand what's going on we'll help you fix it we won't no, they won't. Someone else. No, we won't. Hang on for a second. Because it, 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 I don't want to delve too much outside of this because, God help mm. us, that's a rabbit hole. Uh, but uh, the people who run um, Firefox um, are telling the, the feds right now, hey, because the federal government apparently has, has discovered some weaknesses in Firefox. And Mozilla is the, is the nonprofit organization that actually does that, that uh, browser. Um, the government has found holes in that, and Mozilla's saying, hey, you need to tell us what those holes are so we can fix them before you release them to the public. Um, Josh Frago, this week, our editor-in-chief, wrote a piece uh, about the, the bill going before Congress right now. Uh, there's a bill right now saying that nobody can have uh, encryption, so the federal government can go in and, and do what the feds were trying to do with that infamous you know iPhone now. Um Paul, you're in the in the heart of Silicon Valley. You deal with these folks on a lot of bases, uh, both professionally and and and, per, and, and you know, personally, right? Because you're you're right there. What is your sense of of where we're at with security in general, and, and more specifically to our, our network security? Well, it's interesting you mentioned Josh. He he, he brought that up uh, at Infocom's event this past uh, this past Monday, and. Um, the, the general sense I would say out here in terms of uh, Silicon Valley in California is there's this, we have the right, you know, the government doesn't have the right to tell us what to do. You know, there's very sort of righteousness about standing by Apple, for instance, although everyone wants their safety. Uh, if you poll nationally, everyone is on the side of the government, I think, on that one. Um, so my, my feeling on it is that we as AV folks, quote unquote, are really just a small, small part of this discussion and they're probably not, you know, they're not really worried about us. Just like they really weren't worried about us during the white space discussion until, you know, um, some people started to, to um, make a bigger deal of it and try to win some space for us. So it's, we follow the lead of mobile and of computers now, We, you know, and in terms of is it safe? Are we secure? Are we um, 
are we opening up holes? I think it's about staying ahead of the curve. It always has been in terms of hackers or security. You, you secure your system and they make a better hacker. So you have to constantly update your software. So I am coming back to this with, with Crestron and our stuff and apps. The minute you leave a system and you're not maintaining it, you're leaving it to be hacked or open. Like you kind of have to do the security updates now. And, um, and you know, I, I mentioned to Josh at our, uh, on Monday, I said, should we just have a disclaimer on the touch panels now that say, I'm agreeing to use this and I won't sue the, the integrator, you know? <laughs> That's not <laughs> well, a bad idea, actually. <laughs> like, every, they just of like we check boxes on anything else now except agree. I mean, even just use Google Hangouts, I had to click something. I didn't. Yeah. So, um, and he was like, oh, that one holds in court. And he, he's probably right. Um, but, uh, so I think it's it's really a discussion of well how do we you know sort of cover ourselves. Unfortunately, now that we're on the network and now that all of our devices are on the network, it's it really just follows IT and mobile. Yeah. All right, Melissa from uh, you'll you'll be our our, our token manufacturer here. Um, just for clarification, Melissa is is a trainer. Uh, she's not in, in product development, but I'm going to hit her with the question nonetheless, and, and she's more than welcome to beg off. Um. How do you guys do that, right? How do you? I mean, Paul mentioned the 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 you you agree not to sue us if you're using our product that and it's it's been used before, right? You got, you know, those of us who use iTunes, you, you click on it and you're basically giving away, you know, your firstborn. How do you guys walk through this minefield of of network security while also maintaining, uh, you know, all of the options and and features that that us want that us in the in the in the industry and the public at large one. Well, you know, obviously I can't I can't address it from Kramer's perspective in the fact that um, we will have some new and very exciting things at the show that I'm sure we'll address it. Um, I think though that you've got to look at taking maybe another perspective. Maybe this is another service that our industry needs to provide an offer. Mm. However, we need to get educated. We need to know how to handle this. Um, you know, we don't go back and service projectors the way we used to, right? Cleaning fan filters, etc. But maybe this is something we need to talk about and look at as an opportunity of being able to make sure that the security is maintained, that the firmwares are updated, that patches are put in place with regards to our gear. So for me, I think um, it's a big opportunity that's coming our way. It's just a matter of how I think we approach it. All right, very good. Um, yeah, I, I, to, to yes, sir. Paul's huh? point for, for just a moment, though. Yeah. Um, you know, Silicon Valley, Silicon Alley here in New York, uh, they do have this sort of righteous attitude. And just look at Twitter. They removed the data scraping, uh, uh, the access to the government's data scraping or data acquisition bot had. So there are ways to do this, and there are ways to keep everybody out, even with that law. Although, Drago and I can argue about whether or not they could actually do it. It's, it's something we need to do anyway. Look, they're upset about WhatsApp. It's all encrypted. Okay, so let, let's let. I I didn't want to go down this this rabbit hole, but no. we're going to. Sorry. No, you're fine. It, it, I, I'm passionate about just liberties and freedoms and stuff like that. So this is, if you're offended by political discussions, you might want to fast forward about five minutes, because <laughs> some of my political leanings are going to come out here, right? There is a a, a very old saying that has been attributed to a half dozen people. Uh, most the most uh, significant one is, is Benjamin Franklin and, and Thomas Jefferson, 
and that is um, those, and I'm bastardizing in here, but basically those who scream for security uh, and want freedom will get neither, right? Yes, the government needs to in investigate um, crimes, absolutely. But unless I did something, go screw yourself. You know, get your stuff, get your hands off my my stuff, my security. You have no no need to to know when I call Tucker about something. Or uh, Aviation uses Slack a lot, right? And and not that there's anything nefarious in Slack, but you know, as if if I was a paranoid, you know, seventy five year old white senator from Idaho. I could see where I could think, you know, oh my God, there's this this application called Slack and it's encrypted and, and people are talking about things. Yeah, you know what? We're talking about our, our Infocom booth right now. Uh, how 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 what what does that have to do with national security? So, well, I think okay, really, it's an interesting. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Melissa. Well, you know, I mean, I, I I like I like to to play on this field, but you know, my opinion is if I'm not talking or doing anything inappropriate, I really don't if they want to listen please by all means waste your time surely yeah. you can find something better to do i don't necessarily agree with the whole being able to randomly um eavesdrop yep. that you know and censor and and actually we have some of that going on right now business wise um however you know there are some security risks a big story that's hit the news locally is about the guys who are taking basically a Raspberry Pi and unlocking cars, the wow. ones with the keyless fobs, they can quickly for 15 bucks build a little piece that will go through and they walk down the aisles. And that's a patch that maybe we should want someone to fix. You would think. So, you know, from that perspective, I, I think, you know, it's important that somebody gets on top of this, whether it's the government or a standards-based operation that says, okay, guys, you've got to be able to do these um, updates and encryptions where necessary. You know, my, my question comes down to life safety issues. In a car, it's a life safety issue. If mm -hmm. something can go wrong where you can no longer control certain parts, it revs the engine, it turbocharges, it super does something else, the other. <laughs> my extent of car knowledge, there you go. Um, but my bigger concern is if you do life safety, say, in a detention center or in a medical facility or any of those things, there needs to be assurances that that encryption and gaining access is secure enough that it's very difficult and requires specialized inside knowledge. And even then, it's restricted. That's where your concerns really come from. And the rest of it is concerning, and it's very sort of Orwellian and Fahrenheit 451-ish, but we do need to look at that, that, that well, there is real danger in people sort of disabling systems that are life safety critical, energy, that kind of stuff. I read an article about um, uh, pertaining to the cars. What if somebody figured out how to shut them off? They have. But no, in mass. Oh, in mass. So if yeah. you could shut down all of the fire trucks, all of the police cars at one sweep, look at the terror you could rain. It's an interesting, you know, is it feasible? I don't know. But there need to be some safeguards in place. I, I would agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, in theory, a big sunspot or something could do that, right? A big EMP could knock out all these computerized things, too. But you're, it's the same concern. You're right. A mass panic could, could ensue uh, in a lot of areas. All right. And just, just question, to, go ahead. question, though? I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, I was, I was going to wrap it up. Go ahead. What is our industrial and developmental timeline? With adding that encryption, are we at a state now where that addition is viable 
in development and still con continuing to innovate. Okay, so on. A lot of that innovation was done because it was just an extra layer. Nobody needed, nobody wanted. It was too complicated. Get the thing done, make it work. Now yeah. we so, have to sort of aware of that, right? And yeah. does that stop development? I don't know. I think we're past it. I read an article that said, you know, what we're going to move into is you're going to pay for privacy. So they, they used Apple even as an example, right? Apple is a little more secure, um, doesn't do quite all of the scrapes that everyone else does for a higher price. That the point comes where you start paying for your privacy, which could be a very interesting module as well. It would be. And and, and there are some people who would do it. And just, just so I can redeem myself, it was Benjamin Franklin. Those who would give up essential liberty to per to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. God bless the internet. All right, uh, let, you know what? Screw that one. Uh, let's get into um, Internet of Things and IoT. Paul mentioned the fact that he he got to hung, hang out with our editor in chief this week on Monday's um, IoT. Uh, it was an IoT summit at uh, in, in uh, given put on by Infocom uh, in in San Jose this week. Uh, this is from Commercial Integrator. Uh, the story that we're going to reference here is AV ready for the Internet of Things to take over. Pieces written by our buddy Dan Newman. Um, Paul, I'll ask you that, that, that question straight out and, and come off of what you guys talked about at, uh, at the, the, the IoT Summit uh, with Infocom. Are we ready for the Internet of Things or should we be? Um, we are ready to start. Uh, I think that was the, the gist of what we got at uh, at the the event, um, it was it was kind of um, somewhat generic in nature, but then they tried to drill down a little bit, and um, and where we start basically is with mobile, is what we were talking about, and with lighting and things we already know how to do, uh, room control, things like that, and so, so I'm going to tie back a little bit to the security discussion too, because I think this is really interesting how it all really ties together. Um, Josh was talking about how we trade off on a sliding scale security for convenience in these scenarios. Um, I can walk into a room with my phone. You know, I can I can wake up. It, it turns off my lights as I leave. I walk into the conference room. It knows it's me, right? And it yeah. starts at my conference, right? But then it knows it's me, right? It's Big Brother watching us in a way. And now we're recording it on a Crestron Fusion platform and giving reports to the, you know, now we're reporting on where everyone is in the office, you know, with these room reservation systems and things like that. And that can be hacked. That's, that's semi-personal information, you know. So um, we have to be careful as we add these Internet of Things onto our, onto our security. Um, but, but getting back to, to where we start, um, the, the idea was go with what we know already. You know, as AV people... Uh, we're not so good with the, the mobile so much as the big, and so work on uh, lighting and shades and controlling those things in a much better fashion, um, going after the smart lighting a bit more, and then thinking instead of, you know, uh, we're going to have a sensor on our toaster or a sensor on this or that, really start to think, well, the mobile is your main data collection device. It's collecting the most information about the user. And it's basically a constant sensor, like a you know, like a Fitbit. But we have a lot of information, and that's our main sensor right now. And there's other sensors we can work on. We can put an occupancy sensor in every room, for instance. We can do some other sensoring, but so it's a mix of sensors and security. And it was an interesting discussion. It got the the ball rolling, but it, I feel like 
in a way we're also just relabeling things that we're already talking about, mobile computing, security, you know, so I'm a bit cynical about the Internet of Things in a way. This opened my eyes a bit because I saw, okay, I, I can see that in a way, but I, I was almost want to call it the Internet of Nothing. Like we're, we're kind of talking about mobile devices and things that we're already aware of, and I think that was part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, Melissa, uh, from your standpoint, well, as a technologist, as a, also somebody that works in, in manufacturing, where do you think we are uh, as far as AV as, as an industry when it comes to IoT? Um, are we ready for it? Are we still, you know, kind of standoffish about it, or, or or should we even be doing it at all? I think we definitely should. I think uh, I'm not sure we're ready for it. I think we're just starting the conversation, and maybe we're even a little late. Um, you know, he Paul made an interesting comment of um, talking about mobile. I, I'm concerned. Mobile's already at the forefront of this. They're already monitoring this stuff. Not sure what stops them from stepping in and and taking it even further. But for us, it's an opportunity. Um, obviously, there's big money in data. The question is, do we have the people who can gather the data and then analyze it and make it into something that's worthwhile? Yeah. That's a whole field that we don't address. Um, we, we have the ability to monitor all these pieces. We have the ability to make all this stuff super cool, and, and that's great. But you know, where do we leverage it and how do we make it something that's profitable? I think the guys who figure that out first win the prize. All right. right. Sort of like it's signage. It's, 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 we see the wave coming, but who's making money off of it in a way, right? And that, rather, it's about selling services and how do we package those services? How do we say we're a valuated reseller, you know, and this is what we do for you? All right, Mr. Tucker, um, not for nothing, but George helps out with one of our shows called Connected. Uh, a young man by the name of, of David Danto, and the whole idea behind the start of that show was IoT and everything connected. So, as someone is at least involved in, in that aspect from AV Nation standpoint and looking at IoT, where are we? I mean, it, Melissa and, and Paul both, you know, make good points about the, the first person that can figure out how to monetize this and how to create all these services is going to be doing pretty well for themselves. So, you know, how do we get there? Well, let's first look at what IoT is really good at. Not, it's not just the low power sort of mesh networky, easily replaceable devices, sort of hot swappable, if it were, but it's the seamless experience that IoT is promising. We mentioned mobile, you mentioned digital signage, Paul. That's, in, at least to me, is where we're talking about IoT, that seamless ability to go from place to place, within a room to room, to be able to work and know that data, too cold, too hot, load shed, are you going here? Are you going there? Have you been to this store? Have you been to that store? Are you buying ties? Do you want a suit? That data acquisition, while sort of fearfully imposing, is where the next step in the innovation has to come from because that's what we're leaning towards and that's what we really need now. We've got lights. We've got the ability to control them. We've got all this other stuff. But utilizing that data in a way that makes your life or your travel or your business seamless and better no matter what you're doing off of one device is where it comes from and the, the money is in the data the money is in being able to collate and coordinate all of that stuff to work for you all those other fears we talked about earlier aside that's where at least i see that infrastructure hardware is just a it's it's just it's just a topology it's just a transport medium okay so i'm going to take the the opposing side to that uh, um, because George and I got to attend uh, New York Digital Signage Week last year in in in, uh, in New York uh, in November, 
it, this year it's the end of October if you're interested in it. Um, Daily Do, our, our buddies over at Daily Do do it. So our buddies at Daily Do do it. Anyhow, dailydo.com. Um, one of the things they talked about in one of the sessions we went to was with Barco. And Barco got into this pretty heavily, right? But it all does come down to the data, and it comes down to the data that you're willing to give up. Back to Melissa's point about eventually we're going to be paying for security and privacy. Not, I shouldn't say we're not, we're not paying for security, paying for privacy, right? What is the trade-off here? And then that's that. And, and what is the the benefit? Yes, I get I get convenience, and I, I say convenience with with the air quotes be, uh, around it. Um, because in your home, I get it, right? Uh, Paul mentioned the occupancy sensors, and, and George has, has championed the idea of occupancy sensors and RFID tags, and, and you know, as you, for a long time, because you can walk through your your house, and if it's two o'clock in the morning, and you're just trying to you know get a late night snack or whatever, you don't want all the lights to be on, so your system has to be smart enough to understand that hey, it's you, it's 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 Tim walking through the kitchen at, at two o'clock in the morning don't raise all the lights it's you know bring them up at 20 percent um versus my kids walking through which it shouldn't turn on because they should be in bed but you know i get that side of that kind of convenience and security walking through times square should i not have some sort of control over, over whether or not it it knows that i went to and, and and you know purchased a pair of echo shoes or you know adidas shoes and, and gives me you know some sort of update on that or whatever or, or do i not have control over that do i just should i not even expect that i think you've clicked your life away in a lot of cases you know like uh you click hello you know i mean google knows we they, they track traffic on uh on the highway for google maps using our phones yeah i think uh for what it's worth my concern is as we all move into this new era and and Exactly what George said, right? Um, it, the money is definitely in the data. And there's some folks who have done a very good job of, of leveraging that. I'm concerned for our industry, uh, manufacturers and integrators alike, what about the security of it? So if you can get everybody to give up their data, and however you do it, you collect their data, um, what happens when it gets compromised? Are we prepared? I don't know that I've run into too many folks who have a plan of security for their own small companies, let alone now that you're harvesting data for someone else. All right, Mr. Tucker, you'll have the last word on this. Where you know, should should we not have some sort of some semblance or expectation of of security and privacy when we start buying stuff online? Or just in general, no, that's, not even online. That's a difficult question. I mean, we've talked about the generational differences of expectations of privacy. Um, the millennials seem to have some of it with, say, the Snapchats and the temporary stuff being that mode of saying you can only have it for a moment if you're not saving it. But then again, uh, the reality is, though, we've asked for it. Just in the same way we've asked for LCD panels to be cheap enough so that we can have four in our house, we've asked for this stuff in one way or another. And you can't have one without the other, and you cannot... You know, you cannot say, I only want to go so far. Maybe you can with certain types of controls and say, I'll turn my phone off. Uh, or maybe it's an opt-in, opt-out kind of idea. But it really it is that if you want those modern conveniences, if you want the ability to say, all I want is my phone to control my entire house or and my office when I'm in my office, that's the natural extension of it. 
That really is. How do I manage my time? How do I manage everything else? So, yeah. All right. Well, that'll that'll do it for for today. We were going to talk about a couple others. I'll put those those links links up on the on the uh, episode site. So, uh, all right, uh, Miss Melissa Delman, thank you, ma'am. Hey, thank you, Tim. I appreciate the time. How do people find you and or Kramer? I, you know, you can find me at Melissa Dillman um, on Twitter. You will find me in the booth this year at the show. Fancy, so, sm- um, fancy, schmancy booth too. I, the fifth largest booth on the floor. I hear. Yes, that's what I hear. Uh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, more importantly, if you come see me at the booth, you'll probably find an AV Tweep sticker. I'm just saying. That is true. <laughs> but you can true. always find me at mdelmancramerus.com as well. All right, very good. Mr. Po- Mr. Konikowski, thank you, sir. Thank you. How do people um, find you or, or SPS? Uh, you can find me on Twitter under under the handle I'm using, PK Audiovisual, and that is my also my blog site, pkaudiovisual.com. If you want to check out my new company, uh, Strategic Products and Services, uh, it's a great firm that I'm happy to be a part of. It's spscom.com. SPScom.com. All right. All right. And Mr. Tucker, sir, how do people find you? Uh, on social media, at Tucker2s, all over the web. I work for Commercial Integrator, Higher, edu- higher Tech, and Magazines. <laughs> Get that out. It's easy for me to say. Yes. Uh, you know, me and my uh, my co-stars who were back there earlier. So, yeah. All righty. Uh, and uh, my name is Tim Albright. Don't, don't follow me, uh, but go by the website if you would, please. Avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You will find this program and a host of others. Have a new uh, state of control coming out. Have a new AV social coming down the pipeline. Uh, we have a weekly uh, residential show that basically is AV week only for uh, for the home and, and residential market. Uh, also, check out our our our, 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 our landing page is the best way to put it for Infocom. Uh, Bradford Ben and Matt Scott and, and some really smart people are putting that together. Basically, it's a list of everything we're doing. Um, everything from, from our, our booth for not for nothing, uh, which is in the North hall. Uh, but also a number of, of classes that we're doing. We mentioned Josh Rago, our, our editor in chief, he's teaching uh, a bunch of classes at Infocom. Um, I think he has about, what do you say? Half an hour or 45 minutes to actually be on the show floor. Uh, so the rest, cause the rest of the time he's in classes, uh, he's doing the, another IOT, uh, session, um, uh, we're doing. I'm. I'm lucky enough to be a part of the future trends on Tuesday, which we're going to be doing a, a live version of of AV Week uh, with Bradford Ben and uh, Don Mead, as well as Josh Rago about the technologies that are also dead. Um, so we'll be the only rear-looking session of the future trends. Anyhow, uh, Mr. Tucker and I are doing uh, some work with uh, the AVB TSN folks about networked AV. Uh, I'm doing a class uh, with uh, Kim Lancaster of Caster Communications on how to do your own um, PR and marketing and social media. Uh, I'm also doing one on, on the basics of, of controller automation uh, for higher ed, honestly. So, but yeah, and we also have a tweet up, uh, which yeah. um, probably Chris Netto is screaming at his radio or his, his t- computer right now telling me to do so. So I'm going to tell you about said tweet up uh, from two from four to six o'clock. Local time, uh, rooms N as in Nancy, 205 and 206. Free food, free drinks, and bring business cards. That is pretty much the entire extent of my pitch. Uh, free food, free drinks brought to you by our fine underwriters, including folks like Kramer. So 
Um, yeah, that's the last thing that we got. Um, Aviation is different. Right? We don't have ads. We don't have um, advertising or, or, or sponsorships. We got a bunch of uh, really great companies that come alongside us and say, hey, we like what you're doing. We like the agnostic approach, um, the unbiased, unfiltered. Here's some money. Please keep doing it. And Kramer is one of those and uh, Crestron and Extron and a bunch of others. So you can check that out at avianation.tv. Avianation.tv, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been AV Week. Oh, my God.